Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by WaitingForNextYear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and Todd at TD Guardians KU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. And we welcome you back, everybody, to another episode of the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. WaitingForNextYear.com and the Evergreen Podcast Network on a Monday morning, July 31st. Yes, your Cleveland Guardians, despite the at times ugly weekend in Chicago against the tanking White Sox actually gained ground in the AL Central this weekend, thanks to the Royals sweeping the Twins. Guards a split with the Sox, and now we're just a half game back as they head to Houston. Oh, it doesn't get any bigger than Noah Syndergaard on a Monday night in Houston, Todd, against the uh, against the Astros. Matt and Todd with you, brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry. I almost said I almost said the Don't G say word. It. <laughs> Rise and grind fitness and also breaking tea t-shirts, breaking tea.com slash dairy. How Todd is this team? A half came on the first place. And they, it's, the, the first topic I put on that list was they're a half game out of first. How? It is unbelievable because this weekend you're like, okay, we got four against the, the White Sox who stink. Oh, they, they get to Dylan Cease pretty well. Yeah. Who's their ace. And they win that game. You're like, all right, this is great. And then they go out Friday and Saturday and score two total runs against Tukey Tucson and Mike Clevenger. <laughs> so, and, and lose both games. And then yesterday, obviously, they won. But this is just a mic. This, this four game set was a microcosm of the season. They're an average at best baseball team. And. You know, you, you every day it's okay. We feel like we're turning it around. Four game winning streak, three game winning streak, and then they go out and they lose two to this crappy team. So, but the good news is, Joe Clark and Ellen, the good news, um, <laughs> the Twins were terrible in Kansas City this week. What was that? What was that? I mean, if you're in Minnesota right now, you're like, if you're a Twins fan, you're saying, do we want to win this division? What are we doing? I mean, they are clearly better than we are they are like on pay on, at least on paper you look up and you go man that lineup's good this julian guy's hitting like you know their catchers hit their pitching's not their pitching this week was not good but like but they got quality guys in the rotation they yeah. got Sonny gray. i mean they got a couple of sunny gray and joe ryan are excellent and they and so's uh uh pablo lopez all three of those guys would be our number one starter o- right ober now. ober's era is good Ken over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, I, I would say, uh, what about Kari? I, Ward, I need to cut, you know what? I, I should probably cut back on my eighties references because like all I do is tool on Underwood for his, you know, outdated references too. So, Oh my God. What about their discussion yesterday about, um, I, I, I some can't bowling show or something. I, I, I can't. They looked at I, I, That was all right. That, that was a rough let's, listen. Let's, let's steer back on, on, on topic here, but yes, to your point, the twins are are more talented and 
again, shame on them for not running away from us. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild to me. You look up, here we are. We're a half game out of first on July 31st. Shout out, happy birthday to the great Ryan Sturch, by the way. Uh, oh, Roots? Yes. Um, and the rotation is Noah Syndergaard, who has a seven ERA and we haven't seen pitch yet. Three rookies and Aaron Savali, who all of a sudden has emerged as a total, I'm not going to say an ace, but the way he's pitched lately, he's pitched like an ace. And now, yesterday, our our, our good friend, friend of the program, the pride of Solon, Ohio, Zach Meisel, he wrote an article listener. about the conundrum that the Guardians find themselves in because the Twins haven't run away with this division of whether or not they should hang on to Aaron Savali because you know, I wanted to get into this conversation. There are two schools of thought on this school of thought. Number one is what we've been saying. This team stinks. Let's be honest. We win the division. We get to October. We're not winning a playoff series, especially not a three game series on the road where you have no home games. I just, I don't see that happening. But if you do, it's all you do is, you know, you got to get into the tournament and anything could happen, right? Are you going to go into October and somehow without Aaron Savali and have the three rookies and Syndergaard and God knows who in the five hole, you know, potentially to, to you know, to well, get you to October. You'd be or, relying on the return of Cal Quantrill somehow, Tristan McKenzie somehow. I don't think. I, I just don't see that possible though. Right. You're, yeah, that's maybe, a lot. you're asking a lot, Like you're right. If, if let's say, let's say they traded Savali, which I don't think they're going to do, but let's say they do it. And Syndergaard just blows up and walks off the mound tonight with another injury or something. <laughs> There's nothing left. I mean, what are you bringing Hunter Gaddis up and his, you know, putting Zach Plesak back on the 40 man? Are you really going to go to Cantillo now? I mean, like for, for the sanity of the fan base and, and being competitive, you owe it to hold on to Savali. Now, if Savali's, if this was the last year of his deal or, Next year was, I could understand it, but he's under team control for what this year and two, two more and after this, more two and a half more seasons. So I just don't see it. And you know, Tito loves him, but again, yesterday he was only like 70 pitches in and they took him out. So it was like, what was I, that? I, you know, I don't see it either, but as Sell we high over text last night, his, his, his trade value right now, well, it's never going to be higher than it is. So that's something to think about. The other thing to think about is, let me read you the ERAs of the options to bring up. You know, we've been talking about, oh, they should go to Cantillo. Uh, he's 5.40 ERA in AAA. Hunter Gaddis, 1-7, 6.35 ERA with a one, in, in AAA. Not exactly great. Not that they're going back to Zach Plesak, but he's still there. Two and four with a six point one eight ERA in Triple A, and then you know at that point, then then you who who else am I forgetting? There's one other person. There's a fourth guy. Uh, well, there's, you're not gonna. There's nobody you're putting, else. You're not putting um, Jared Eikhoff. They're not. They're not bringing guys no, like no, no, that. No, no. Who's the left-hander? That the, the scrub lefty that is up. Daniel Norris. They're not putting Daniel Norris in the rotation. If they no. do. That's the ultimate waving of the white flag. Correct. That's just not going to happen. So he may be DFA'd I, today. I, well, he probably will be DFA'd today because they have to make room for um, for Syndergaard. So I DFA I just, Cam Gallagher, but <laughs> he is oh Aaron Savali's 
personal catcher. He's wait now he's Savali's personal. Catcher. Well, he pit, he's he's he caught him yesterday. Then and, and the guy threw a shutout. You know he's going to be behind the plate uh, next week when Savali pitches again. It's like it's enough with Cam- well. Let's <laughs> let's let's keep going with the starting rotation and the Savali stuff. I'm not look. I'm not trading him. I understand. Look, a year ago, that wasn't a year ago, but almost a year ago, the dude started the last game of the playoffs against the Yankees, and he couldn't even get out of the first inning. And we're like, this guy blows. He can't even throw hard. He's always hurt. And now you're right. Magically, his ERA is under three, and he's been dominant. And you so, tell me if his va- his value is never going to be higher than it is right now. There's and a this t- team's not winning a, the World Series. There's a I'm ton of pitchers out there, though. That, there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of options for teams. That's the problem. If he was, if there was only like two more options left, there's so many teams selling pitchers. I mean, look where I, you know, where I live. I mean, they got two guys are selling eventually in Lorenzen and Eduardo. So like, eh. you Lorenzen's know, not fetching you shit. And Eduardo might, but he's got a big contract. You got to also look at the contract. Savali's value because his contract is so low and he has two and a half years of team control. Find me a starter on the on the market that you're going to get more for. Well, it, but the problem Mitch, with Mitch this, Keller yeah. will, will be sold. No, no, he's not. He's there. No way they're selling Mitch Keller. He's their number one pick. Oh, who are we, who are we talk about the Pirates here? They sell the all. Buckos they sell are everybody. Not trading Mitch Keller. No. Okay. Way. I I think I think they'll get a haul for him. I they're an embarrassment. I, I listen. I don't. I agree with you, but I don't think that they're doing that. I. I just look up and I know that all of these contending teams need pitching badly. Look at Baltimore. Gosh, look at Cleveland. Look at Baltimore. It, it, I mean, they need a frontline starter so bad. They're they're they are they. You give them another really really solid starter. That team could go to the World Series. Why not? And strike while the iron's hot. They're loaded with young talent. The, the do problem the Orioles with the view, Guardians is do the Orioles view Aaron Savali as a quote unquote frontline starter? Well, you know, you know, we don't know that, but if you look, go, I'm, I'm going to go into the Baltimore, uh, uh, depth chart here and, and see, you know, well, I know let's, let's look at Cosmo their... Kramer pitched last night, Danny Kramer pitched last night. What's his name? <laughs> Dean. Oh, Dean Kramer. Yes. Okay. Sorry. All right. Here, here's, here's what we're looking at at the rotation for, for Baltimore right now. Kyle Bradish, Dean Kramer, Kyle Gibson, Grayson Rodriguez. I mean, is that those are their top four right now? Is yeah, they'll that go, they'll go get somebody? They they should, they absolutely should. But I'm saying that team is and Cole Irvin, by the way, I forgot about him. That team is absolutely loaded with young, controllable bats. I mean, wouldn't you love? I mean, not that they're they're trading one of their real key guys, but wouldn't you love it if we could get one of their, you know, one of their studs? I mean, they're, you know, we're not getting Gunnar Henderson. We're not getting. That's what I was know. about to say. Yeah, Let's I'll, just do oh, Gunnar Henderson for Aaron Savali straight up. Let's do it. Yeah, I'd <laughs> sign up for that in two seconds, but they're not doing that. Maybe, maybe they'll give us Gunnar the trainer, but not Gunnar Henderson. It's a great call. Yeah. So three so, yeah. so my hiatus. point is a team like that, where they have like kind of a 2022 guardians feel where they I'm not saying they came out of nowhere because they played well last year, but now they got to strike while the iron is hot. They they can go to the series, and they're not winning anything in October with that rotation. They got to grab someone else. Baltimore will trade for Mike Clevenger. You heard it here first. Oh, he's garbage, except for when he faces us. 
He looked pretty good mowing us down the other night. Couldn't handle that changeup all weekend. All they kept throwing changeups. We couldn't handle it. You're right, Arch. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I think I I read Zach's piece at at theathletic.com. Or I don't know why I was thinking about Bob Kravitz for a second. Um, But, you know, I think that uh, it brings up a lot of good points. If you trade him, you're punting on the season because then you can't rely on these young kids because, quite honestly, they're at innings limits and they should be. And the message that it sends to the fans who you finally kind of gotten back. The attendance has been great. Right. You're waving the white flag if you trade Savala. Yeah. I think he's been really good, really steady. And this is not the Pirates. Now, do we need a bat? Yes. I loved the Randall Gritchick pickup by the Angels. I was talking to Garrett Bush on Saturday morning on uh, 92.3. And I thought that would be a great pickup for us. And uh, look, they give the Angels credit. They're going for it. We got to play them later in the year. Um, I thought Gritchick would have been a good fit. I think Tommy Pham is a fit. Uh, You've been talking about Tommy Pham coming to this team for five years. I swear. (laughs) I know, but that's all that's out there. We need a right-handed power bat. RHP. We have a right-handed power bat, but he didn't play the last four games. Who's that? David Fry. (laughs) He got one at bat this weekend. One. What are we doing? See, that guy hits a home run on Wednesday against the Royals. Doesn't play the entire weekend, but hey, Josh Bell played every game. It's enough. Oh God! Oh my I God! Wanna, does that guy suck? I do want to talk talk to, about Josh Bell briefly, um, but you know the other right-handed power bat that's back, and the reason why Fry didn't play this weekend is because Oscar Gonzalez has returned. The OG is back, baby. Hey now, but I watched him fish at pitches away. You know, and and he he worked one walk yesterday. He had a good at bat yesterday. That was like in the first or second inning. His at bats are you could already t- you already tell he's getting the message not to swing it. He had one. You're right. He had one bad at bat, and then he had the one yesterday where he he did well and he he drew a walk. He scored a run. You could tell he it's he, he's he's more patient, but he didn't really hit the ball hard this weekend. No, but that's why Fry didn't get the at bats because Oscar's back. The, the oh. other good thing about having Oscar back is what we saw this week was Will Brennan started twice in center field and straw was on the bench. Thank God. Wow. And happy that's a way. That. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy about that. I mean, listen, if I, we we've talked about this ad nauseum straw is an ideal fourth outfielder, bring him in, in the seventh inning with a lead. It's great. He can't play every day. And I think they finally, started to trend in that direction which is it took him long enough it's just like last week when we were like oh how about tito finally replacing ahmed for defense late in games it only took him four months to figure that out what we've known for you know three years but you know baby steps i suppose but (laughs) yeah i mean i'm glad that will brennan played center field because you need oscar to get more at bats you need fry to get more at bats and we need straw to get less at bats. That's the yes. key. That is the key. No, and look, Miles Straw is excellent defensively. You know, it's funny you watch. He made some plays this weekend. Uh, Will Brennan made a couple of really nice plays yesterday in right field. Jimenez, who's just not hitting, and is back in the in the, in a slump. But Andres can really play second base. You know, and Arias at short has a hose. So that's been nice. The defense was good this weekend. But my gosh, Friday and Saturday just. 
you can't, you know, Tuki Tucson in a bullpen game. Heck, Brian Shaw came in uh, Saturday night. And, you know, we immediately started getting hits. And then Andres grounds in a double play. Then in the ninth, put two men on. Josh Bell grounds in a double play. I mean, come on. This is Brian so, Shaw. I, I Here's what God I God bless know. him, but come on. Josh Bell didn't. Josh Bell started every game this weekend, correct? Correct, every game. Now, why couldn't Fry have gotten some of those at bats? Why I'm, couldn't I'm with you. Oscar have DH'd? You know, like like now you really don't need to use Josh Bell every day, and I am tired of waiting around for him. Like I gave him the benefit of the doubt for a long time. Tomorrow is August first, and he's not turned it around. He's been terrible. Correct. It, it, it's not like. Oh, you know, he's been unlucky like early in the season. Remember how Naylor was like ripping the ball in, in April, but like yeah. everything was at people and we were like, man, he's not hitting, but it, everything looks hard. And then all of a sudden he started, you know, he kept hitting the ball hard, but they were finding holes. Bell doesn't hit the ball hard. <laughs> his his right-handed swing is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. And they're stuck with him and I get it. But if you're trying to win games and put your best nine guys out there, Right now, he's not one of your best nine guys. He's just not. No. And if you're carrying a third catcher, which they oh, are, then so you should annoying. be able to DH David Fry and let him instead of Bell. I I get it. You faced a bunch of right-handed pitchers this weekend in, in the White Sox, and they didn't have a lefty starter, which most teams line up lefties against Ugh. us. But, like, I, I just don't get it. David Fry homered Wednesday, had good momentum going into Chicago. I get we scored six runs without him on Thursday, but like doesn't play the entire weekend. Come on. I'm not saying David Fry is 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 the next Manny Ramirez here, but can we get him in the lineup instead of Josh freaking Bell every day? It's like our it's like our Ahmed argument all over again. Oh, thank God we don't discuss that anymore. Big game Dave, BGD, get him in there. Come on. Please. By the way, I watched him on Friday night, uh, Reds Dodgers, uh, and um, how do you look? Got a, got a couple of hits. He's wearing Steve Derry's number <laughs> thirty-one. <laughs> Rafael and Steve Derry, Beachwood Bison legend, number thirty-one. Yeah, <laughs> he uh, he lined a double in the left center, and he got on second. He just started dancing. I'm like, I did oh see God. that. I enjoyed it. And Joe Davis was like the Dodger announcer, who's really good, was like. Uh, welcome to LA. I'm like, oh my God. And then like a couple of seeing eye singles made their way to his left and right. I'm like, oh, here we go. Uh, yeah. Listen, if, if if in he's a good bench player or starting against lefties for a contending team, I'd love to have him on the bench, but just not hitting second and playing shortstop every day. Yeah. He didn't you play that. He didn't play Saturday or Sunday. I think Saturday they brought him off the bench. He played some second base, but he didn't start out. Wow. He didn't wow, start the last two days. Second. No, but but I'll say this about Ahmed. Did you see the um do you get those emails like the Mandy Bell like newsletter? Yes, emails? I do. So Tito, they they asked Tito about having to tell Ahmed that he's been traded. And I guess they found out like literally as they were walking onto the plane. And he had to like stop him on the tarmac and like literally like yell in his ear, you've been traded and whatever. And he's like, I hated doing this and you know, it was terrible. And he was like on and on and on about what a great guy Ahmed is. Ideal teammate. Yeah. Always smiling. And that like, he's like, just because you trade a guy doesn't mean you stop caring about him. And, you know, he was such a great dude. And, you know, so we gave Ahmed a lot of shit for his horrible defense and, you know, some of the bad at bats and whatever. But 
he was good. You know, in his time here, he served his purpose. He was a great teammate. And the young guys all learned a lot from him. So, you know, I will, just like everything else, like I will end up looking back on Ahmed more fondly as the years uh, pass. Well, I mean, to be fair, they would not have made the run they made last year without him. And you got to, and, and he, he homered in what game f- two? Game two, uh, which they had to win in, in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. He had a big home run in the playoffs. I was probably the toughest on him just because to me, we have better shortstop options and we've had better shortstop options for the last couple of years. And it's a premium position for defense. And he just wasn't good enough there. But yes, absolutely great teammate and everything else. I mean, now they're given, we could kind of transition over to this, but now they're, uh, sounds like, you know, everything I'm reading and and you can see it. And they're claiming that Freeman's shoulder's a little sore, but Gabe Arias is getting the first crack at this whole thing. And Wally had some nice swings on Thursday. Oh, look at him go the other way. He just doesn't have any power. And that's a problem. Like you and I sat at batting practice a few weeks ago down at the stadium and we're like, man, he the ball's jumping off his bat, but like you just don't see it in games. Yeah. And yeah, he's great at short. Uh defensively, I'm happy about that, but you have to hit a little bit. There's just some at bats yeah. where you yeah. go, man, he's lost. I feel like he's he was sitting on four home runs for like a super long time. I'm gonna look back on that. But the nice thing about Arias at shortstop is the difference between I, I tweeted this uh I think over the weekend, the difference between Arias defensively and Ahmed defensively is like the difference between Peyton Manning and Charlie Fry. I mean, oh. it is, it is unbelievable. The cannon that Arias has at short and the range that he has at short, when you've been watching Ahmed for as long as we've been watching him, it, it's like day and night. And so I really like having a defensive shortstop like that. And now you you you're you're so strong up the middle because Andres is a Gold Glove uh, second baseman. Arias is as good as it gets defensively at short, and then you got Straw up the, you know in center field when he's playing. So that part's good. But to your point, the, the the hitting is just not there. It's just not. And I think now they're giving him regular at bats. He's probably going to be playing there five days a week, and. So let, let's see what he's got. The big issue still remains with him against left-handed pitching. He's five for 60 with a 336 OPS. Embarrassing. Five for 60. And I know he's 23 and this is his first chance playing his natural position. So you got to give it time. But Tyler Freeman played what? So they played four games since Ahmed was traded and Arias started three at three. shortstop and Freeman yes. started one. Yes. You got to figure Freeman will start Tuesday's game because it's a lefty, um, but it's mostly right-handed pitching all week. So, yeah, I don't, I, you know, what makes no me also, me, by the way? what's that makes no sense to me, by the way, they're like with Freeman, Freeman doesn't play, doesn't play, doesn't play. And then they hit him second. If, right. if he's good enough to hit second, then he's good enough to play more than once a week, but now he will be playing more. You know what I'm saying? You yes, know, don't I you? do. And I, I look, I'm excited to see these guys, but again, we're in the midst of trying to win the division. So it, it's just a bizarre, it's a really weird spot for this team to be in because as Tito was talking about the other day with Bo Naylor trying to, you know, we want to develop the young guy, but we want to win also. But again, yeah. 
that that doesn't make any sense. That quote makes no sense when Cam Gallagher plays. So like threading the needle. That's what they're doing. D's thread that needle. But you're right. Cam Gallagher should not be on this roster. I, I understand the early on when they needed to do it. But at this point, when you know Fry can handle the position and you know that Fry can hit, there's no need to be catching the uh, keeping three catchers. But with that said, you know, there's the rule that you can't carry more than 13 pitchers anymore. So, and my guess is if Tito had his druthers, they'd have another arm up here and they wouldn't have three catchers. Uh, because who are you going to, who who would you bring if right now we got rid of Cam Gallagher and DF Adam? Who are you bringing in? It's if it's got to be another position player. Whoever you know, we trade, like for. Oscar's already here. Yeah, there's not. They I mean, you're not bringing Rokio. You're not bringing Rokio up. You won't. No, Rokio's got to play every day in AAA. Yeah, there's nobody else. You're not no. bringing Valera. You're not bringing Valera up. No, and like the Noel. Rest of the you're not bringing no, John Kenzie Noel. He's not ready. No, no, no. They're not bringing him up either. You're not starting that clock, and then everyone else is like. You know these four A types like Chris Roller and and Schneeman or whatever the guy's name is and Daniel Collins, Micah Prius. These are all four four A guys. Yeah, no, they're not bringing anybody else up. That's why you're stuck. Sandy Leone. What about him? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had a home run the other night for Columbus. Well, good for checking Sandy. their uh, checking their box score out. But did I, he have did he have a pass ball too? <laughs> <laughs> no catcher's interference get it sorry right. yeah that's what it was catcher's <laughs> interference. that guy's the God, dean that, that guy's the dean of the uh, ci yeah well i mean they, they we didn't even get to this yet we're 27 minutes in but um jose ramirez man you Oof. could tell yesterday he was pissed off and like when he struck out in the first those first of all that inning the second inning against Kopech might have been the, one of the single worst innings on both sides that I've ever seen play. It was like, so bizarre that he couldn't throw a strike. The guy couldn't even throw a strike. And then you knew the only strike he could throw was a fastball. And then we still couldn't get a, just a hit to just knock him out. And it was Jose and Naylor, right? Jose struck, struck out, out to end the he inning. Struck up, he struck them both out after walking the bases loaded and walking in a run. You know, but you could tell Jose was upset with himself. I think he's been struggling a little bit. I don't know if it has anything to do with the med being traded. I'm not buying. Uh, I don't think so. He's a pro. But like, dude, just carrying the team yesterday and those two home runs. I mean, he's just unbelievably good. I love that bat chuck after that home run. Oh, yeah. You could tell he was like, man, I needed this. Big time. Crushed it. Yep. And, uh, you know, in it with a team in need of power for a guy like that. I mean, I just hope the fans understand how good this guy is well he might here, be the best he I, I might think be every, the best indian slash guardian we've ever seen when I, it's all I, said will, and done. I, I mean when it's all said and done that's possible but the most important thing and i think it was the executive producer and i were having this conversation or maybe it was yeah i don't know but he took less than half of market value to stay here right and do this when he could have easily walked into free agency and got himself 300 million dollars without even batting an eye and, you know, that so for so even if he tanked it the rest of the time, you know, for the rest of his career, which he wouldn't because he's such a competitor, the guy, the guy basically gave away one hundred and twenty million dollars to stay here. So he will his jersey or his number will be retired. And hopefully one day he's a Hall of Fame player. But God bless that man. Like you said, he's the he is you, the absolute. You and you and the EP talking about Jose Ramirez or uh, Sergio Perez? I heard he made a run yesterday. <laughs> Checo finished second, baby. You know, 
it was a it was a Red Bull one two. Verstappen won yet again. It's a snoozer. You love that. You love that F one. I do. It was a tough weekend for Oscar Piastri though because Oscar did great in the sprint race and then he was out in lap one because Carlos Sainz cut him off. What's <laughs> Yeah. Uh, did that guy get on the get that down there near the pit and start interviewing people again? The old guy you love? Oh no, it was he talking Martin Brundle's grid walk. Is that what we're talking here? Yeah, he did yeah. a fan walk yesterday. It was not exciting. Not as good. I'm sure there weren't a lot of celebrities in the grid yesterday at Belgium. In Belgium, was Stop. that better than uh, Andre not telling us about his favorite Christmas present that he got? That was a that was the yesterday's eighth inning discussion. Oh, um, all right. Do so matchups because your boys got a tight schedule today. Yeah. Um, so we go to Houston. To, I'm actually intrigued by tonight. Is this like, Me too. Just I'm a, psyched. I can't is, wait to watch. Does Noah Syndergaard just get blown up and you could just say, oh my God, this guy's done. Or is like he throw five scoreless innings and we go up. Oh, Carl's done it again. <laughs> I, I, I got a feeling he's going to be great. I don't know why. I just got a feeling he's going to be great. Really? I mean, tonight, tonight. It'll be interesting. Um, oh, by the way, real fast, a rise and grind fitness corner of Chagrin and Brainerd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, <laughs> go to tomorrow, August 1st, go to rise, R-Y-Z-E and grind, G-R-I-N-D.com. And the launch of the, the website will be up. Everything is, is transitioning over tomorrow, which is going to be great. So August 1st, we're doing that first month soft launch. And then September, we're going to have a big blowout. Uh, things are, are, are we're, we're moving on the fly. It's very exciting. But if you're looking for the best group fitness studio in the CLE, the 216, the land, which I can't stand saying, come check us out on Instagram at Rise and Grind Fitness, R-Y-Z-E is Rise. Or to, uh, as of August 1st, check out the website, riseandgrind.com for all of your group fitness needs on the east side of Cleveland, baby. There you go. East side uh, till I die. What about uh, Center for Advanced Dentistry, Dr. Ben Hornstein, Dr. Sean, CFAD.net, and also Breaking Tea t-shirts. If you don't have the Jose Ramirez slide t-shirt, the blue one, love it. get it for the weekend when the uh, Guardians come back home to take on the White Sox, the tanking White Sox. Yeah. Uh, Jose Ramirez slide shirt available right now. Go to breaking T, the letter T.com slash dairy takes you right to the Cleveland collection and the Browns. They're a green briar. Let's break that down. Um, you want your perfect Browns for, gear per, as well. Perfect for Jimmy at the green briar. Eyebrow <laughs> and white. <laughs> Jailbird Jimmy. Just how oh, he looks. Man. I heard Deshaun looks good in seven on sevens. Um, let's talk, let's talk about the pitching matchups. <laughs> All right, sorry. Uh, tonight, Don't get me going on Jailbird Jimmy. <laughs> tonight, Noah Syndergaard makes his Guardians debut, wearing number forty-three. No, thirty-four. I thought he was wearing forty-three yesterday. I thought I saw him wearing thirty-four. Dave Burba's old number. Josh Tomlin was forty-three. The ice Aaron cream Savali man. He wears forty-three. What's that? Didn't Savali wear forty-three at one point? Oh yeah, point? I guess he can't wear thirty-four. I thought he was wearing forty-three yesterday. Maybe yeah, I'm, Aaron Savali's forty-three. Syndergaard's 34. Syndergaard, that's my fault. Syndergaard against Syndergaard. <laughs> Syndergaard. I'm going to be doing that all Syndergaard time. against J.P. France tonight. 
Uh, right-handers pitched well for them. Gavin Williams on Tuesday night against lefty Fromber Valdez. Never easy against him. And then Wednesday afternoon, Tanner Bybee and Christian Javier not having the great year that he usually has. But the Astros are looking for another starting pitcher. Maybe they'll get to Verlander back. Uh, and then uh, day off on Thursday. And then this weekend, the White Sox come in again. Same matchups we saw Logan Allen, Mike Clevenger on Friday, unless Clevenger gets traded or uh, goes on his Twitter. Uh, Aaron Savali on Saturday against Michael Kopech. So again, just, just wait it out. He'll walk you, please. And then uh, Sunday afternoon, a Peacock start, 12.05. Yeah. You going to that? I will be there, 12.05-er. Syndergaard against uh, to be announced because the White Sox are out of pitchers after trading Giolito and Lance Lynn and pretty much running out of guys. So uh, got to take advantage. Astros are really good. They're right on the tail of the Rangers. It's not going to be easy this week, but then uh, you got to take advantage of the White Sox. And then, Todd, as you said in the – uh in the show sheet here then the then the, then the murder schedule starts after that yeah yeah well like can't blue can't jays reds twins rays rays a bunch it's blue on the jays, road rays, reds unnamed then the, yep. the angels the dodgers come to town yeah not gonna be not gonna be an easy stretch man the reds can really hit took two out of three from the dodgers all right that'll do it for us todd uh when are you going this weekend? Just Sunday? Just or? Sunday. Just Sunday. All right. The Syndergaard Show. The Thor Show tonight. We are, uh, it'll do it for us. Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. Waiting for next year.com is where you can find us. At Dairy Bros Pod on Twitter and also the Evergreen Podcast Network. But thanks to our great subscribers. We are out of room and out of here. Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast.